9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself. On this week's episode, Chris Vendito and I sit down with Vivith K to talk about his upcoming show as part of ZooFest, Thursday, July 21st, Monday, July 25th. He's putting on True Things We Made Up with Sarag and Tyler Lemko. Uh, It's going to take place at Pub Little Noir. You should buy your tickets. It's a multi-level marketing scam that you should absolutely buy into, I promise you. Uh, We also talk about road trips and uh, your favorite snacks to eat in a car and uh, guilt trips that your parents uh, put us through and, uh, you know, all the usual things that you would find on a podcast about comedy. Um, Sit back, relax, and enjoy Vivid K on Go Plug Yourself. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Yo, Chris. Keith, do you have any ad buys? Do we have any ad buys? I'm drinking an ice cold Bira Moretti. I heard, I heard an ad read authentica. on a podcast. I heard, I heard an ad read today on a podcast uh, for fucking socks, and I'm like, we could get some sock stuff. We could do sock stuff. We could do sock stuff. How um, do you, were they bombas? Bombas. I don't know. That yes. Before. Now that you fucking mention it, <laughs> I know my podcast ad reads. There's five advertisers on podcasts, basically. Yeah, bot, zip recruiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, zip recruiter, bombas, uh, uh, me undies. Me undies, well, uh, gambling, sports gambling content, and Brooklyn. Yeah. Know, By the way, the voice that you just heard is our guest today, Vivith K, Mac Montreal's <laughs> own, the kid from the West. There's so many. Um, you were my. I said this on multiple podcasts, Vivith, at the beginning oh, yeah? of JFL season that you were my pick this year. And you're how has that panned out? Um. <laughs> Did I make it? Did you, I make you it? Got, Chris? You got, did you get discovery? Did I? I got nothing. I, no, I got. Actually, we do have something. Something very, very nice. We have. We, uh, we do have show. something. Yeah, yeah we none do have of us consider the things that we got as enough. No, uh, but that's as true. A no matter what, as a community, yeah, as a community, none of us every- are happy with what we got. On the outside, yeah. looking in. I'm always like, oh, I'm so happy for my friends who got like these ZooFest shows, and then like I talk to my friends, they're like, Yeah, but it's ZooFest. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody's more miserable than a Canadian comic at his at his own, at his own ZooFest show, at their own am, ZooFest show. Excuse me. I'm stoked to then plug my ZooFest show in the middle which of the is, podcast. Which is going to be amazing. Uh, so me, Sarag Maletti, and Tyler Lemko, we put together a show called True Things We Made Up. Uh, it's going to be at Pub Il Noir on July 21st and 25th at 7:30. Let's uh, come on go. down. Show yeah, over. Come Two on minutes down. in. We're done. That's it. I'm done plugging. <laughs> That has been plugged. No, no, there's more to plug. There's more to plug. He's can you're gonna be on the Canada Day weekend uh, festival. Yeah, favorites. I'm gonna be at the comedy nest. There's all kinds of things we're gonna plug. Chris oh, Vito has I'm some kidding. bullshit show for you, I'm sure. Come down the line. But you know, it's gonna be fine. Um I uh I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, t- proceeds from the ticket sales will be going towards charities that support uh, families of people with rare 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 illnesses. Oh, um and uh, for every ticket that's not sold, we're going to actually sue a small nonprofit and drain them of their funds through legal fees. So nice. get your tickets. Get your tickets. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to force us to do something that they don't want to do. 
that we are supposedly not wanting to do. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to do this. Yeah, don't don't don't, do don't force their hand. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> listen. Just just play the game. Just play the game the right way. Listen, um, you don't you don't want your you don't want your favorite nonprofit to go bankrupt in like nonstop litigation. Maybe you should sell out the show. Exactly. Do you have a nonprofit you attack first. Um. No. Well, first I'm going after businesses. First I'm going after me yeah. undies. First I'm going after all of your sponsors. Me undies. Yeah. Stella. Anyone who's ever Stella. passed us over as sponsor, I feel it. Exactly. Yeah, I think that there's really honestly there's there's got to be there's got to be at least like a like a fulfilling game. Like I'm like there's alt right nonprofits, right? Like there there's a there's a way to do that where you're still the I feel good like guy. They, I feel like they got to be for profit. I feel like that's part of the whole thing, right? Yeah, but all I feel right, like for the tax something shelter. Something oxymoron. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Exactly. You got to buy all that extra they, concrete. Yeah, exactly. They got to reg- register as a nonprofit so there it's a better tax shelter or whatever else. But yeah, like <laughs> there's like one there's 100% a nonprofit that is like like just like let's let's get like evolution and whatever out of the schools and yeah, stuff yeah. like like that's their mission mandate you know like let's let's really drive home traditional marriage at every level like and that's a, i'm sure that's a that's a charity charitable organization <laughs> that you could sue and still be the good guy unfortunately <laughs> if i start suing guns for kids people will not come to my show that's the problem i need them to come all right dang you think now, that that's the that's your audience <laughs> That's my Listen. exactly the people who are terrified <laughs> of hurting others. That's right. I want people scared. They'll stay the whole show. That's nice. how it counts. It's, once they get in there, you lock the doors, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then it's like it doesn't matter if they laugh at that point. We've already won. Yeah, we're we're taking attendance before and after the show. We're gonna make sure everyone stayed. <laughs> well, let me ask you though: this isn't your first experience with the zoo festival, the zoo fest, right? No, I've with the zoo festival. No, absolutely, I've been a part the of it. Zoological several festival times of Montreal. So, exactly. I've been a part of it many times too. And the fact that I called it the zoo festival is hilarious. Um, do you when you have these bigger shows and you've done you've done Winnipeg this year, you've done yeah. uh, some fucking cool shit. And you've earned you've earned every single one of those shows. But when you do them, do you feel Thank a different you. energy? Do you feel yeah. is there a bit more juice? Yeah, it's nobody walks in late. It's so nice. It's every, nice. Everyone's, yeah. Everyone wants to be there. Everyone paid money to watch comedy. They're not like, oh, like I came to get a sandwich. Who's this guy talking next Who's to me? This fucking guy, yeah. There's, there's no ambush at a theater show. It's it's very nice to uh to just be to have people want to be there. That's all it is. And are you? Do you find yourself more nervous in the lead up, in the run up? Do you find? Do you, are you more nervous, excited? Like, what's what's generally your temperament before on an admittedly bigger shows? We've all seen, you know, even Keith. You know, Keith, you do these podcasts with us, but then you'll have big, bigger moments, like you were talking about the pre-show. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for us, I think, when we're dealing these with these bigger shows. They mean more in the moment, you know. For sure, I mean, there's a lot more of anxiety that built it's built up with it the days before because I'm like, I better not mess this up. This is a solid opportunity. While like a random show here, I'm like, who cares if a bar fly in Laval doesn't like me? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah I can I, afford I, I'm that. gonna be fine. You know, I'm gonna be fine. There, there's there's something about these seminal moments that I've always found to be like that's what you do this for. Like that's yeah. the addicting stuff. You know, your first time in front of like a large group of people. You know, your first yeah. festivals, your first clubs, your all that, all those first, but then it's like your first tapings. Those are yeah. That was a, it was a wonderful thing. Now now consider this, right? I went out there, I, I taped a, a gala, I did a show for CBC, it's gonna be on TV, I'm gonna be on TV. I come back here and I mention it to people, and the moment they hear the word Winnipeg, they are so bummed out. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit once they hear Winnipeg, they're like, ah, oh, screw this guy. 
Yeah, that's the uh, unfortunate, uh, you know, result of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and, and like Hubcap yeah. is that these are these are you know Canadian niche festivals, but the, 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 at the same time. You know, if the if the fest if the big festival calls you and says maybe if we have a taping for you, you've gone through that already. You know what yeah. it's like to do a TV taping. Yeah, I know what shoes to wear. Yeah. That's right. I yeah, and you out. know that you're gonna have to not swear or whatever, and all yeah. the, all the little minutia bullshit details that kind of matter with those things. And it's just it's just another fucking layer of security on the onion for you. You know. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, there's a lot of weirdness attached to it because it's like they, they dress you up, they do your hair, they do your makeup, and then uh, I had to take all that stuff off myself afterwards. I'm yeah. so not used to it. Nobody helps you. You just kicked yeah. to the curb. Yeah, I, I like I, I wiped my face and I was like, what is all this brown stuff? And I'm like, oh, it's me. It's just my face coming off. Did you have to um... – this was Ines was talking about this from from her her taping where she yeah. suddenly was asked for like full written versions of her jokes and she's like yeah I've never had to like transcript yeah transcribe them word for word as was yeah. like as delivered she's like they've existed in bullet points for years you know like I the way I write like my stuff is generally word for word it's pretty uh, okay. it's pretty much so so that made it easier to write down but actually writing it down and reading it back to myself I was like oh my god this is not going to do well there's no way <laughs> just amplified my anxiety beforehand oh no yeah uh, and then I got fact checked on a couple things oh yeah really yeah they're they, like like whenever you write out your your set and you send it to someone you're afraid they're going to like make fun of your jokes but when they respond with do you have a source for this? I have yeah. no clue what to say. So you're like, 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 what just, the fuck were you you're like, have you, you have, have, you, uh, have, have you seen this? Uh, more than 50% of people, they're like, are you sure? Exactly. Are it's you ex- sure? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I said three out of four, and they're like, we prefer one out of two. And I'm like, okay, comedy overlords. I can't <laughs> I can't say no to that. Deep, deep down, there's, there's a st- statistician at the root of yeah. every comedy festival who's just yeah. like, Listen, nobody's facts can be wrong. <laughs> we can't send the people home with false information, all right? We're not doing that to them. Listen, if you say a wrong fact, people are going to whip out their phones, start Googling and fact-checking, and then they're going <laughs> to interrupt the show. That. <laughs> they're going to say, sir, two minutes ago, you stated an incorrect fact. You lied. It's going to derail the whole thing. <laughs> you know, the, the thing about Winnipeg in terms of the city is that on, an honest city, you know, an honest, an honest town. And they don't, they, they don't take too kindly to fucking rubes from the big city coming in and fucking up the flow. <laughs> Spouting it's an fake honest news. city. It's an honest I'm, city. It's honest. That's, you know. that's when you run out of nice things to say about someone. You're like, you're like an honest. You're a. I, I found the new way to tell to talk to old people from the stage is just to say they're wise. Look at you and your wisdom. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just say like, uh, it, it, times have changed. Don't look at me that way, please. Don't look at me that Jesus. way. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, it's like if someone has an. It's the same thing if someone has an ugly tattoo. Yeah. Right. How you're just like you just if it, someone has an ugly tattoo, the the trick is you just ask them how long it took. Because then they're still talking about it, but like you haven't actually said it. You're like, oh wow, how long did that take? And oh, you haven't okay. actually said like, I like it or whatever. But then they're just talking about it. You just like deflected your opinion. Really, that long? That's yeah. wow. <laughs> I would have thought painful? longer, for sure. Whatever. <laughs> now you're talking about time. Huh? I do they have tattoos? Yeah, have my tattoos? my no. lower leg deal. I, I don't think tattoos look nice on my dark skin. I just feel like people are going to be squinting, wondering what I got. It's for you, you know though. What I mean? 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, if it's a mural, then I understand. And if it's just for me, then even I'm going to be like, now I need glasses and stuff. I have to get white ink like tattoos. That's not going to be cool. I will tell no, you. Just, have... uh, just get every uh, box score from the Lakers 2020 championship run and and, yeah. tra- and put it on your shoulder. Like the shoulders. We'll do it together. We'll do a sleeve tattoo together. And, and we'll immortalize the Mickey Mouse championship forever. 82 scores. That's what I'm going to put on my 82 82 sets of numbers. That's perfect. It's a a catalog. It's it's it's, it's in the CBC. We'll be like, really? 82? All 82? All 82. Um, (laughs) 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 Then they check each line of the score. uh, I'm not sure if that. Did he get a rebound? I don't know. uh, I would say that my tattoo was on the back of my leg, and that was like a choice to like, I'm like, yeah, I don't see it that often. Mm. Like, well, I, like I'll notice. How often are you looking? Are you checking at the back of your? your like cat? literally in the shower. Like that's that's about it. Like when you're done cleaning, when you do a, a sweet calf flex, you don't yeah, exactly. you don't look at those oh, shredded. Yeah, this beautiful vein in my calf content. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. Speaking um, of, uh, so Vivith comedy's dying. Uh, where do we go? I from thought here? Uh, I thought we established comedy was dead several years ago. Based how on do, how do, how do we thought comedy was alive and well in Winnipeg. I thought it's <laughs> no, but it a went to Winnipeg of... and then it died because of the fucking murder rate in Winnipeg. Um, oh, shit. Do they have a high murder rate? They didn't the tell me that. Before they sent me there. Really? Yeah, the fact checkers they fucking left that one out, eh? They, they left I'm going there this out. summer. First, well, get all your murdering done. I guess so. <laughs> shit, I'm driving up from the states so I can grab one in the states and bring it up. Nice. Like, so I'll, I'll come in prepared. Winnipeg. A, oh, Winnipeg's number two. Oh, who's number one? Thunder Bay. Yeah. I, I guess if you're close to a bay, it's really easy to dump some bodies. Yeah. Thunder Bay, Regina, Saskatchewan, and who's five? Who's five? Uh, Edmonton is five. We didn't make top five. No. What is uh, our city Mont- come to? Montreal. The first sign of Quebec is. Uh, um, Gatineau, hmm. Montreal, uh, comes in at 0. 0.97 per hundred thousand murders. Yeah. yeah, but we're like really listen, we're really high in suicide, yeah. though. Yeah, so come on, give us that. Yeah, exactly. We're Su- like hey. suicide's our thing. Yeah, exactly. Murder belongs to Thunder Bay, which I'm surprised I'm, I'm... not more wrestlers pretend to come from Thunder Bay. It's a great name. Like coming from Thunder Bay. Yeah, it might as well be Electric Avenue. It's pretty. It sounds sweet. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. It's like like Undertaker coming from Death Valley or whatever. You're yeah, like, yeah, like, like Thunder unknown. Bay sounds like a badass place. Like, <laughs> this this summer, exactly <laughs> from uh, the depths of Thunder Bay, Ontario. No, have um, you guys been there? As soon as you say Ontario, it ruins it. Yeah. You just say Thunder Bay. Like you don't don't, yeah, don't specify yeah. where it is. <laughs> Don't say Same Ontario. thing with London. Don't specify that it's Ontario. That's not. A I don't think I've ever been to been to T Bay. No, I've never uh, been to Thunder Bay. I've been to London many times. I went to. I've been to North Bay, which I think is close. They better be. Like North Bay is a trek. Like I remember, we used to do that drive pretty often as a kid. Like uh, my dad's like favorite cousin lived there, so sometime over the summer break, we would often go to North Bay, Ontario. My brown family was always so um, efficient with vacations. Any vacation had to lead to a family member's house. We always had to wind up at some other family. Yeah, basically, basically Same. for us too. Like there was that even, was the goal. Even when we did, like we did a big like family road trip, 
all the way from like Montreal to Vancouver and back, like driving like the, the, the entire way. And yeah, most of it was just family, friends and family members. Like that was where yeah. we're going. Like we're not actually like we saw other shit on the road, but yeah. the purpose was to visit as many people as possible as you drive across two countries. Like uh, very quickly, uh, yeah. distance from North Bay to Thunder Bay, Vivith. Give me a guess in kilometers. Uh, 1,020. I think it's 500 kilometers south. I don't know. Thunder Bay is really up, but I know North Bay is really You said 1,020, Vivith? Yeah. Incredible yep. guess. Wow. Absolutely incredible guess. It's a, it's 1,100 kilometers. All right. Nice. There you go. That's you know how high Thunder Bay is, because North Bay is up. Like, North yeah, Bay yeah. Is up. Th- it's, yeah. It's a 12-hour drive, North Bay to Thunder Bay. Wow. But then what's, the drive, from, what, what's the drive from Montreal to North Bay? Montreal to North Bay? Eight, nine, ten? Are we planning a roadie? Is that what's yeah, happening? Yeah, we yeah, we're going to together? North Bay. <laughs> All right, fine. You're gonna bring. I remember the last they had a so-so skate park. That's what I remember <laughs> about North Bay. It's uh, five gotta... hours and fifty minutes, Keith. Oh, really? Only? So it's way closer. I, mean, I guess because you're going up, eh? Like, I guess you go straight up because it's like we have Trans Canada and the four seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. This country, you know. Um, we, I drove to Bracebridge, Ontario for shows last uh, last fall, mm-hmm. and it was right before the weather turned, so you were able to cut through like the Ottawa Valley and then go by like the national parks, which is a yeah. very nice drive, uh, but it's a very – you're driving, like a lot of turns, a lot of uh, – it's like you're out – and then people fly in Ontario. They don't like to yeah. go slow. No, it's a real don't. thing of theirs. And it's like, what the? I'm fucking. I know I was in Monza. What's happening? Like, <laughs> like I. You can't. There's no cruise control. You're like full on. Like you're going fast and furious. But I feel yeah, like I was driving. Can... I was driving up north this past weekend. I was driving around the mountains and stuff. And like people are ripping at 90 kilometers an hour, taking like tight turns, and I'm over there going 60 from the city, just like please don't. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. We're not used to the speed anymore here. Yeah, That's I right. absolutely when we when we head up to the the little country shack, like I absolutely like I I grew up driving on those roads basically. So like Sarah's like I can't. I'm not going to drive on these. She was like I'm going to go 60 and you're going to yell. I was like yeah, you go 100 on these back roads. Like otherwise people are going to like get behind you and start honking. But I was like I feel you if you know your car and you know the road, like you can drive faster because you're paying so much attention. Like you can't doze off. That's true. On those roads. Like you can't, you're never like, the eyes aren't getting heavy or whatever. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm like, and even better if you drive stick, like, cause you're like, yeah, I'm like up downshifting and move, like you're engaged as opposed to just like hitting the, hitting the long, like, like I hate the worst drive in Canada, I'm sure is Montreal, Toronto. Like, cause it's like, it's so Montreal, boring. Montreal, yeah, Montreal, Montreal, Ottawa. Ottawa. No, bad. Montreal, Ottawa. Have you um have you ever fallen asleep driving? I have to keep I have it's to keep dark. changing the cars to keep the latest technology so yeah. that when I go on the road I don't die. because yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have lane I have lane awareness now and yeah, it ring it rings if I'm if I veer off. Yeah, it's those oh, are I and I, I when you're doing these drives alone, like you know, man, even Kingston to Montreal down a round trip in a night. That's that's five hours of driving. That's, yeah. that's a lot. I, uh, it's it's yeah. It, it becomes a thing. I was doing a I was doing a weekend at the the late comedy works whenever it was uh, alive and well, and sure. uh, I. I tried to get myself to Ottawa to try and do an open mic before my next set. I was, I was driving late at night, uh, 
and I just like I was tired. I had my auto cruise control on, and I hit some ice, and I flipped off of the highway going one ten on cruise control. Yeah, yeah, I flipped my. I bounced on the roof of the car and then landed back on the wheels. It was the most insane thing because, like, for for a flash second, I was upside down, floating in air, and I could count my change floating with me. Yeah, I could see all the pennies there, and then everything went black. It was crazy. Straight out of a movie, one would say. Yeah, man. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, no, I mean, I know that I don't think I've ever, like, I've maybe gotten, like, heavy eyes or whatever, but I'm usually pretty pretty good about being, like, no, pull over, take a nap, mm-hmm. like, uh, don't don't push this. Uh, yeah, and also, like, cruise control is, if you're sleepy, cruise control is not your friend. It's a bad idea. Yeah, I was just younger and didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, it's winter. I can cruise control. It's fine. I won't yeah, be exactly. speeding. That's it. You're like, oh, one less thing for me to pay attention to? Exactly. That, that certainly won't have any repercussions <laughs> later. Man, uh, the car is driving the, uh, itself. <laughs> I've done the... Uh, you wrong. I've done the full, the full windows down. I've done yeah. the, the hockey, hockey water bottle style yeah. dousing. Oh, wow. Uh, I, used, fresh, baby. I used to watch my dad stick his head out the window like he was Heath Ledger's Joker stealing a cop car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Freak out, you know? He's just waving his head. My dad would just sleep, like fall asleep and drive anyways. My dad would be like, "Oh my god, we're fine." <laughs> my it's dad, my dad used to genuinely like. I don't know. If, I assume he had cruise control on, but also do this thing that, like, I've tried and it terrifies me. He would kind of just like raise his knees a little bit and like handle the steering wheel like yeah. ever so slightly with his knees and just just like has his hands like folded on his lap and i'm like that's crazy i was like what are you not what are you doing why are you getting so comfortable <laughs> like, we're, like, like, because our family's from the island like we're from sri lanka we eat different snacks and so my dad's car snacks are like full mangoes that he has to peel <laughs> like shelled nuts that he has to break i'm like how are you doing this and driving us that's crazy Put the knife yeah, pistachios down. pistachios are a good road trip food you know no man that's that's you find one without a seam and you're just chewing on it hoping to break it open focus on that's the road. a good podcast segment though what were your all right what were your top five uh we can go around the room here five uh road trip necessities that your family had when you were younger oh we were a big uh, I'll road start. Trip family i'll start my my road trip family we always had two thermoses of espresso going at a time mm. and by the time the second one was done it was our first pit stop yeah it's nice. you know, everyone everyone has to piss like a race or coffee my grandfather <laughs> but we needed the coffee going like <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this is not a family necessity, but I had like like there was not a chance in hell you were getting me into the back seat if I like didn't have a fully charged Game Boy. Like, no, I'm talking cool. about. I, I was talking about food only because I'm Christmas. Oh, okay. You said necessities. But, uh, I was like, I'll, allow it, I'll allow it. I'll allow Listen, it. Listen, you put a little kid with ADHD, and you're like, let's drive for ten hours. You better give that kid a like video games. <laughs> Otherwise, like, fair point. Fair you're, point. You're you're gonna be pulling over. I'm gonna be talking about stuff. Whatever. Like. <laughs> So Viv, you mentioned mangoes and, and nuts, but like, what was was there like a certain breakfast or a certain lunch that you that need to be in the bag for your father to start to drive? That need to be it, it's anything super crunchy, and he's like missing a couple of his front teeth, and he's just <laughs> chomping away. You could just watch these debris falling out and smacking the kids in the back of the car as the wind catches us. So it was a, it was anything super crunchy. That's so funny. <laughs> My dad was also very, like, very... My dad's a car guy, too. So even when we were, like... uh, Like, even his family cars were still, like, well-maintained. So there wasn't a lot of, like, heavy snacking that was, like, allowed. 
you know, like it would be like you'd pull over and stop for snacks. Like ice cream in the car was like never a thing. Like you're not getting in the car with ice cream. Like, don't be crazy. I will say my family, we were usually going to Florida. We would drive to Florida. That was our big thing is my my grandparents in a condo in Florida. So uh, in a beautiful retirement community right there in the heart of exciting Florida, Kissimmee. Um, and you would, we would we'd drive down there, it'd be two days. We would only stay in the hotel for one night, right? The motel, whatever we find. So the, they all, the goal was always on the first drive, get as many hours in as you can, right? Mm-hmm. And like one year, my father, this was before the, you know, all the divorces happened. My father was speeding. I think it was going to 140. And, and, and the cops pulled him over. And the cop comes, and my father in his traditional, like, very you know, goofball way was like trying to Italian his way out of the, listen, officer, I, I wasn't, it's the cruise control. I can't figure it out. You know, he was blaming the, <laughs> and the, the cop wasn't buying any of it. He was nice. The cop was nice, but he wasn't buying any of it. And then by the end of it, my, the, my father offers him like a chicken cutlet sandwich. <laughs> thinking, you hungry though? And, uh, yeah, the, the the cops don't really listen to my dad whenever he tries to explain what's happening. They pull him over, they walk up to the window, and he's like, "Hello, yes," and they're like, "All right, we'll be back. We'll, we'll, we'll get a ticket for sure." We'll yeah. You know, it's uh. I told you about the like the, the the funniest <laughs> pullover ever. Like, Vivith, I don't know if you ever met my wife or anything, but like Sarah's no, like uh, bleach blonde hair, like a hundred pounds. Like she's very tiny. We were driving. Uh, I forget where somewhere in the states on Fourth of July weekend, she was wearing a American flag bandana as a top, like oh, like the, and like and like Daisy Dukes, like that was her entire outfit. So she's going, I don't know, like 140, 150, okay. maybe, maybe faster, and just like like whoop, whoop, like behind or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Toronto, Toronto slow. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. But like like fast enough like i remember like we like come over like a rise and you feel the entire car kind of like lift and, and settle uh, mm-hmm. and and the cops just like ma'am do you know how fast you were going and like she's like no like i i didn't and then he just sort of like he's like license and registration please hands it to her <laughs> like hands it to the officer uh it's quebec and he's just sort of like he's like now i don't read french but i'm assuming this is all in order and she's like yeah and then he's like wow <laughs> And he what? just like you just slow down next time, okay? I was like, get the fuck out of here! Like, That's so ridiculous. I was like, this is the most like stereotypical like <laughs> highway cop bullshit I've ever seen in my life. I I was driving down Pierrefonds going home. I'm driving like 50. Yeah. There's a cop pulling someone else over. He leaves them, does a U-turn to pull me over, <laughs> pulls me out of the car, cuffs me, and I'm like, what is this? What is this regarding? And he's like, we'll find out. You just wait. Yeah. Oh, tore through oh, my car. It was, it was the most insane thing ever. That, oh my god, that's um, gross. That reminds me of uh, 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 Chris's uh, pick for what you should watch this week. Have you guys seen We Own the City? No, no, not, I have not heard of it. Okay, it's uh, the same guys who made The Wire. Uh, they're back in Baltimore with another another police corruption story. It's fucking wild. You write what you know. Yeah. Are, are any of them actually like? Do any of them have like journalist background or cop background? Oh, Dave Simon does. Yeah. Okay. He was a beat, he was a beat reporter for years. Okay, so that, that's what I'm wondering. Like, literally, write what you know, right? Like, if this is yeah, well, this is a true story about this. A couple of years ago, there was this Baltimore police task force that went out and hunted for guns 
but literally they would pull people over like in like very much like Vivian just said and like why you pull me over like we're about to find out why I pulled you over which is amazingly illegal you can't just oh my god yeah but but I will say Oh, 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 we have, we have, we have. No, uh, I'm saying it was amazingly illegal, but that was, I'm not like defending it. I'm just saying like stop and frisk policy in New York City that like, it was like, everyone was like, yeah, Yeah. this is wildly like a violation of human rights. But that was like New York's like stop and frisk was New York City policy for a very long time. Like you look suspicious. Let's give you an old pat down. And you're like, I'm just on the Metro. Like what's happening? But it worked. It stopped all of us friskable looking fucks from getting through. It stopped us all. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it stopped all the crime in New York. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all all good now, right? It's a big success story. There's no more crime in New York, actually. It's done. Yeah. You're not smelling urine. Everything's fine here. Don't Uh, worry. And if you are smelling urine, it's definitely the fault of the leftists. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of crime. Yeah. Breaking news! Did you see this? My my phone just lit it up. Lit up about it that uh, Bill Cosby's guilty of sexual battery again. They got him again. again. He went back out there and he's right. Well, back no, but at the, it, it, it's it's they they found another like decades old thing to yeah, like yeah, yeah. To, to get him on because the of the like inconsistency. The, like that's why he got out was that it was like yeah, it was inconsistencies in the prosecution. It wasn't that he didn't do it. So they were like, okay, no, we yeah, just need to find. Bad. Another thing that you obviously did that and make sure yeah. that like legal precedent is followed properly this time. So, yeah, a, they got him yeah, again. They got him until he finds another technicality and he that does another so insane. There's another pop up mic at an old folks home and he's like, You remember me, don't you? I'm Bill Cosby. Also, you, fun- know, you, know, you know how many people would line up to open for him at that retirement, retirement home, you know. Sure, or or here in Montreal. I mean, <laughs> plenty of people will be like, "I did it. I opened for Cosby. I opened for Cosby at the, the old folks home. <laughs> yeah. I opened for Crosby at the Glen. Crosby? Cro- yeah, Sydney Crosby's yeah. doing stand up now. Nice. I, I oh, like geez. it. I, I, like, I have a, one last road trip uh, yeah. anecdote. No, when you meant just well, to tie it, it together it, to it, snacking, it. is that I'm a sucker for any insane snack I've never seen before at the gas station. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's something, like, really weird, like, I remember a couple ones that stick out was, like, powdered beef jerky, like, and it was, like, a fine powder. Like, it wasn't, like, (laughs) it was super weird. Snortable jerky. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And then when you kind of got wet, it kind of, like, glommed in your mouth to sort of be, like, Simpsons jerky? It was super weird. Uh... I mean, like combos aren't it's that weird, but like joke. combos are great. But sometimes there's like weird flavors of combos that you don't always see. Yeah. Like we usually just get like regular like crackers and cheese and like uh, pretzel and peanut butter, like the classic ones. But every now and then there's like salsa and stuff, and you're like, this is the you you play vacation roulette as you head out, don't you? That's such a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It's a good way to end your vacation. Is First of all, this is why you know Italians and uh, ethnic families in general we don't we don't do that. We for me, yeah. I was I was an adult, a full adult, when I finally got to like buy like you know shitty on route food. We would pack <laughs> everything, our Absolutely. snacks, our lunches, our fruits, whatever. It's like, no, 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 we're not stopping. We got this. And then if you My did stop, would... it was just for the washroom yeah, and for go. coffee for the adults. But you got nothing. Yeah, 
That's it. My mom would try that. My mom would try to pull that. But again, that little, little kid with ADHD and like there's shiny packaging and stuff. Like eventually you'll just get me what I want to shut me up. Do you, Vivid, do you feel like predominantly white kids use ADHD as like a crutch to get whatever they want? I think the, I think I think they use every crutch they can. Yeah, well, like ADHD a is a popular one, right? Yeah, it's just a oh, lot of crutches. Yeah. I feel like I've uh, walked into a walked into an issue you guys have with each other, <laughs> like a genuine no. dispute. No, no, no. No, no. no, that's just when he starts throwing around his cottage time. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> was at the cottage this weekend. I always think it was so funny that my brother was like, my brother was six years older than me and was just like this like quiet, well-mannered kid like who literally, like after school, he would come home and go to his bedroom and like work on model cars. And like, you're the creative was, one though. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. And so it was like, they were like, this kid is easy street. And I was just like <laughs> bouncing off the walls, like never coming home. My mom didn't know where I was like most of the time. Like had to like, she had to, and she always was so embarrassed. If she like had to call the circuit of like other moms, which house I might be, because like I'm not home yet for dinner. Like, and she's like, I'm yeah. so embarrassed that I had to call to find out where you were. Yeah, because <laughs> you couldn't be home on time. You couldn't be bothered to be home on time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And in the era before cell phones, I was like, I was like, how is that embarrassing? <laughs> like, yeah, we used like to live back mother. then, man. Like, we, I mean, Vivis a bit younger than us. Uh, a little bit. How, uh, yeah. You're what? Twenty. I'm twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. Significantly so younger than me. So oh, yeah. Shit. Keith, Keith is surprisingly old. <laughs> you wear it it'll, well, it'll shock sir. You. You wear it. It's the cottage time. It, it keeps. It's the cottage time. It's the cottage moisturizer. It's the it's the volume <laughs> moisturizer. Um, but fuck, you know. Well, let me ask you because I know what it was like for me. I, I'm wondering for you, what was it like when you told your parents? Yeah, you know what. I want to be a comedian. Like, when I first said it, they're like, all right, and when you're done school, you'll stop. And I'm like, okay, that's somewhat of a yes. <laughs> that's a that's enough acknowledgement. And then the, and then most recently, I was like, hey, I'm on TV. Like, I, I did it. I, I got the thing. Like, th there's some validation, right, Mom? And she's like, Winnipeg, eh? Like, she was bummed. She was definitely bummed. It was Winnipeg. You got a bit there, though. You got a bit there. Yeah, there's something in there. There's something right there. She's like, yeah, she's like that's... Canadian television. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're on television, you're like, oh, like Saturday Night Live? And you're like, no. Yeah. My mom's it's going like... through this fucking weird kick of wanting to come to support my shows now, which Aww. I'm very thankful of. Her, She's dating for the first time in like ever. For, yeah. and, 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 and the boyfriend likes coming to the comedy shows. And so she's that's like cool. a big fan now all of a sudden. Oh, like, we're just she's like, I always supported you. And I'm like, meh. That's what that's what it took for her to support you. Yeah, revisionist history here. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Your parents need to divorce, and it has to be traumatic. Yeah. And your mom has yeah. to immediately play the field and 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 start dating a guy that likes to come to comedy shows. And that's now she's way, proud man. of you being a comedian. She's still not proud. I don't think. <laughs> oh, that was real genuine. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I've seen her at the shows, though she's a wonderful audience member. I think. Yeah, she likes to she likes to come to the comedy show. She likes she likes all the crew. She likes uh, she, she likes Walter. So you know her judgment is just spot on. Uh, 
my mom's always like uh, so uh are they gonna like let me in for free is it gonna be like a whole thing or are they gonna seat me in a fancy spot and i'm like i'm not dave Chappelle, mom <laughs> i'm trying to bring you to shika cafe for an open mic let's have a good time come on you should do that though like one one time just like have the seats with like the the like like tape the paper the like, velvet like ropes have <laughs> roped off yeah get a little velvet rope yeah, but do it for like uh do it for like a show like you're opening for somebody on like you know, yeah like... it's so good yeah <laughs> like i come out like, i like Maria Bamford at the nest this week, and like Vivid's opening, yeah. and it's like, Mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're here for me, Mom. I yeah. sold this place out. Get in here, Miss Acker. Those are my <laughs> guests. Uh, thank you. Oh, those are the worst calls because when you're younger, you, you don't realize it when you make it. But like, a free advice to any up and coming comics who are actually good: never go to the club booker and be like, "Do I get any comps?" Let him yeah, let him offer you the comps. For God's hmm. sakes, don't go to the booker and ask. Let him offer you the comps. Vo- volunteer to pay. Nine, 99 out of 100, he's not going to make you pay. But don't ask for the comp. Oh, don't ask for the comp. And as and for, for me, a, a bit of advice, always find out how much free shit you're going to get. That's yeah. always important. It's good yeah. to know. It's, it's good, good to, to know. know, you know? Oh, I get two a water drinks, bottle? one for each show? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll take them both now, I guess. Shit. Give me a double, I guess. I don't know. It's a little, little crazy. It's, it's Tuesday and the show is Thursday. No, I said I'll take them it. now. Yeah. And uh, could I get a little bit of that rent money? Can I get a little bit of that pay? I need that. Just a little bit, please. Don't be, yeah, don't be fucking cheap with the pay. Do you, um, uh, do you find it harder right now in terms of uh, getting or seeing people come out to shows? Uh Due to you know, obviously financially we're in a bit of a bit of a rough time. People in general and people are spending less money. People are going less places. Do you see that at your shows, or has it generally been just they're, positive vibes? They're doing less extravagant things, but these are the little things that you can afford in Montreal. You know what I mean? Like these shows that I'm—they're not particularly or they're not theaters, right? So like uh, coming down to the comedy nest might cost you twelve bucks, but that's like a couple hours of a good time, and so that's usually worthwhile for the people. So things have been filling up. It's been staying surprisingly full after the like COVID had everything shut down. So it's been nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it. Go ahead, Keith. I was gonna say I was like, it's kind of like it's always a huge, huge bummer. Uh, like like just like what like seeing you guys like occasionally like struggle to promote a show struggle to get a show out there and whatever else like that yeah. when you're charging uh for a lot of the shows like you said like 10 15 20 bucks or whatever and then you know uh and and this is not to take anything away from the big festival that's about to come to our town but then people who are like oh yeah like we paid a hundred dollars to go to this this thing yeah you know where i'm like you know you could have gone to works like 10 times Right, and you would have seen half of those people anyways. Like, yeah, they're exactly. there. Like, it. It like, like, you, you could have seen about like 20 hours of comedy for the same yeah. price. Not to, and again, not to dismiss the star power and anything else, but it's just like, no, oh, but you gotta love a deal. Come on, yeah. people, just take it. It's a good time. Pure, the thing about just comedy is all about volume. Yeah, <laughs> what's the value? How much value are you getting for your dollar? That's exactly. Why do you have a Costco mm-hmm. membership? Because you want giant bags of chips. Yeah, Every exactly. chip because is you... like a laugh. So <laughs> instead of getting this, this metaphor is getting wildly out of hand. Because you want to get a veggie dog that makes you sicker than the regular hot dog. That's yeah. what you need. <laughs> well, that's why the, that the, the model. Is... Oh, I was I was hoping that was gonna happen. Nice. Very pre show. Let me give the audience some some context. Pre show is like, hey man, I got a new dog. 
it's uh, he's very calm usually, but sometimes, you know, they'll be excited. Uh, how is life with a new dog? I want to ask. So you. it's not. Even, so the, here's the thing: it's not a new dog. It's that. I, it's that I live with my girlfriend now, and and oh, like, okay. I'm with him all of the time, and oh. he, he loves me. He's great. He's not particularly young, but he freaks out at a door. Like it oh, is. Uh, awesome. it, yeah. it is real tough. That is. I guess that's normal. That that we don't need a doorbell anymore. I guess that's a normal thing. <laughs> There's some comfort, though, I guess, right? Like, if you're like, if ever there's an intruder, this dog will go bananas. Like, so you think he's a, he, uh, he's a six-year-old cockapoo? He, you, you'd think he'd be a good, like, guard dog because he's afraid of noises. My car has been broken into so many times. Not a peep out of this What's your guy. car? My- <laughs> he, I'm sure he'd make some noise if he was in the car. I'm That's saying, your, your right, house fine. will be, like, if someone comes in the house, will be like, ah, like, not to say that he's going to, like, attack, but he'll make noise, is my point. No, he won't I'm just looking... I have a 12-year-old cockapoo. They love people. He's not yeah. even getting excited because he wants to, like, get mad at whoever he hears. Yeah. He wants to go play with pets. whoever he hears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. He, the, the doorbell goes away, though, and it's sad when it does. You almost wish oh, it no. would Then it's like, no, oh, don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> happened to my guy. My guy, my little <laughs> guy, he's, he's 12 now, and he Shit. loves to sleep. He loves people still. He loves to cuddle. But man, he used to go crazy every time he heard something outside. Now it's it's kind of gotten old for him. Are you telling me my dog's not forever? Are you, are you, are you ruining sucks. the facade? You know, here's up? the thing about I, I I told my sister this today. I don't care about anybody that breathes as much as I care about my dog. Um, and it's it's a real thing. <laughs> like it's a real thing. I I used to notice like as a kid, all the because I grew up in Cornwall, Ontario, with a bunch of white kids, and all the white kids had a dog. It's like you signed up and you got a dog, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, if you were yeah. a white kid in <laughs> Cornwall, Ontario, and I never saw a brown kid with a dog, and I didn't realize why. And then as an adult, I started to realize it's because uh, dogs are supposed to help you cope with death, right? That's what we're talking about now. It's supposed to get you over the idea of death so that you can deal with when your parents and grandparents die. Mm-hmm. But brown people can't have their kids be okay with death because what else can they threaten them with? Yep. <laughs> they can't take yep. that away you know what i mean they, like you know I won't, you know i won't be here like forever and you're like yeah i understand i had a dog yeah, yeah it's no problem <laughs> they're like when, when your parents are trying to lord it over you that they're not going to be around forever you're like i remember ralphie instead my parents are like would you like to be non-existent it's just like a threat it's like a youth Okay. Terrifying. The, the CBC will. Like, did, you, did your parents actually say that? Did your parents actually did say they, that? Yeah. Did they? Are you sure? Did they, are they abusive? Did you have transfer to this? Uh, <laughs> I was. I was going. See, my 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 brain went went the other way around. They were threatening you. I was thinking, like, because like my mom used to do it a little bit, and my wife's mom does it all the time. Like like the like as the parent, we're not going to be here all the time yeah okay, so it's yeah. like like you know you know like are you gonna come over for lunch actually we're kind of busy you know like yeah. you're not gonna be around forever and then you're like yeah well, it's all that lunch. Card. you know like yeah yeah my mom throws around that guilt card like a soccer referee like she tosses it up so hard yeah she's she's, 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 she's out so i imagine right oh my god yeah yeah, yeah, same, yeah. bro it's, it, it's always the uh you know how many more lunches are there gonna be you know and i'm, I'm like, like god I'm, damn one tomorrow like there's yeah. one tomorrow like, <laughs> i plan on having more lunch i don't yeah. know exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah when you have when you, when you have parents who live day to day uh it becomes like and that's a tough place to live in like day to day who knows anything could happen yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah, yeah but i'm um, like <laughs> my counterpoint is always like 
Man, lunch would be a lot better if you weren't talking about dying next week. Right? <laughs> you know, right. We could all be having a good time without you reminding us that maybe this is our stuff. last lunch as a family. <laughs> so, Vivek, so, you, um, you going out of town for F1 this weekend? Or you, did you stay yeah, I left. I, I, I went up north with some friends oh, and uh, checked same, out. I, I can't stand the traffic. I can't deal with it. It's it's a good time to do it when once or twice in, in your twenties the F one weekend. Yeah, I, I the best weekend I ever had was when I did shows in conjunction with F one weekend because yeah. it was like there was like a vibe and an energy whatever. Uh, but yeah, at this point this this year especially I don't want to go anywhere near that. It's I mean it's always interesting doing shows during F one because every single comic has to have a line for whatever a car noise goes by whatever venue they're at. <laughs> you got to be like, oh, here comes the police for me or whatever. You got to have something. So bad. It's so bad. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's and like some of them, it's like you're not a car person. You didn't have to, you didn't hey, have to do this. Just don't like, say oh, oh, horsepower. Like, all right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is that? Some sort of Lamborghini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Is it gelato? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll fucking kill you. I'll, I'll kill you. I don't even care. Uh, before we hit our uh, our little our little closing segment, I do want to know more about your show. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah Where did this we, come from? Huh? Where did this this came from? Three friends realizing that uh, inside of every single thing that is not true. There is always a lesson to be learned. There's something beautiful in there. Like all those massive lies that teach you truths, like, you know, like a, like a global pandemic, like, mm. uh, like <laughs> all those things that just were not true, but taught us so much, you know, so COVID. I mean? this came from COVID understood. Yes, understood. exactly. This came from restlessness and COVID. So this you guys were just came. sitting around a room one day and being like, we're in here because of a fake pandemic. This is why no. we're. This Rindia is why we're trapped. Yeah, yeah. This that's, is why we're trapped in our is. homes. <laughs> only Sarag no, thinks it was fake. Tyler and Viveth have different points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna pin some flat Earth or anti-vaxxer stuff on Sarag. That's Absolutely. the main. That's like the main. All the kind of shit. Yeah, like we're gonna pretend like we're selling you some sort of self-help, but at the end of the day, it's a gotcha show for one of the co-hosts. We're gonna destroy one of them. <laughs> No, but I was gonna say, is, it, is the is the format different? Is it stand up? Is like I said, there there does seem to be like a theme. There's gonna be like, some stand up. There's gonna be some uh, some theme stand up. A little bit of character work. We're all gonna be coming together at some point at the end to talk about the overall uh, the overarching theme of uh, tr- true things we made up. It, it's just about the uh, the infrastructure that we're trying to sell you. You know, so that you can better your life and so that you can better the life of people around you using this infrastructure and selling it to them. Sean Arias is fucking amazing. I can't wait. Uh, first night. What are the dates again? It's uh, July 21st and 25th at 7.30 at Pub Il Noir. Where's the Pub Il Noir? Pub Il Noir? I have not been, but I've heard that it's beautiful. Okay. So come, just just to look at it. Just come just and look at the it. the ambiance. Comedy is a bonus. <laughs> Yeah, the show is essentially, you know, uh, you know, fifty percent timeshare seminar, fifty percent MLM, and uh, yeah. the rest of the percentages there are just uh, you better buy a ticket, please buy a ticket. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris, do you have any uh, any other questions before we hit the the five questions? No, I just uh, go go support Vivid shows this summer, man. The, 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 it's a good time. He's one of the best young comics we got. Uh, in this business, I really believe that. 
and uh, it's never you're never going to be disappointed. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Before we hit the five questions, though, do you want to plug your shit, your stuff? I know coming up this weekend. Uh, like, you, know, we'll, you know, we'll you know, you we, know, we, we, we're we're staying busy. Uh, we nice. uh, uh, we have we we're we're launching the summer this weekend with Joey Elias and Derek Sege. Summer doesn't start until this weekend. Blockbuster, blockbuster, blockbuster. We're healing the English French divide. I was trying to go (laughs) for that promo angle, and nobody, nobody, nobody. It doesn't matter. We we're selling tickets for that. And then end of summer, Andrew Searles. How about that? Uh, Two week, two a two night four show extravaganza with uh, Papa Chocolat. Uh, Who 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 who, who, who thought that? You know, Uh, that's coming. So we're gonna start the summer, close the summer. We got. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take over the park with with uh, Zach Kick, you know, and then some other stuff. Who knows? You're gonna Maybe. print out nice. T-shirts of like Perfect Bite owns the summer. No, we're not. We're not gonna do that. I'm going to. No. <laughs> no, it's we just bit, bit. we just want to have shows that we can do. You know, <laughs> Perfect Bite's whole mission statement is the producers want to work. So. Yeah. Get bit up. Perfect bite. Outdoor shows. Come on down. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a good concept, that, that idea. What you that first? <laughs> uh, five questions. Uh, I like making fun of this segment because it's uh, it's totally original. No other podcast ends the show with five questions to the guest. Uh, of course. We're innovators in our uh-huh. field. We've so we have five best. new questions that we recently picked. Okay. Uh, Keith, did you send me them? I didn't. I'll see <laughs> you know, Keith is usually more in the ball than this. Um, uh, also, you know, Viveth is a frequent collaborator collaborator with Perfect Bite Productions. So you'll see him every now and then when he's on one of our shows. So it's always, it's always it a good time. It's always a good time. Bob and Zazu's coming back in the West Island. That's happening. Ooh. Yeah, you're gonna be on part. You're gonna be part of that. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, they're opening up a new shop where the old Cosmos was. Oh, damn, that Cosmo shut down. Yeah, that Cosmo shut down, but it's going to be a blah, blah, and Zazu. Ooh, um, that's nice. All right, so question number one is, what is your hottest take right now? Uh, What's your hottest, hottest, hottest take, take of the moment? My hottest take of the moment Pop culture, is... news, sports, whatever. Um, The... The... The Celtics won't be in the finals again for 10 years. 10 oh. years? 10 years. That is a spicy take. I love it. 10 years. How, how happy were you? Tatum will not be a Celtic. Much happier than, than the alternative. So. I know. It's like right. for Lakers fans, it was really a full circle because everyone jokes just, Lakers fans have been Warriors fans for the last decade, right? I just don't, don't like, want Paul Pierce to get airtime. I just don't want Paul Pierce to earn any airtime. I just no, don't want him to get or a junior Paul Pierce with fucking Jason yeah. Tatum. And yeah, Boston yeah. fans are the worst. And I can't <laughs> wait till Jason Tatum's a Laker. I liked, as a non-basketball fan, when Chris said Boston fans are the worst, I thought of the guy that got the Celtics championship tattoo <laughs> before they won the championship. And I was like, they literally had a live-action mascot of being the worst running around on the internet. they went after aisha curry they were going after dell and his wife because they divorced by the way sidebar keith you want to hear a fucked up basketball story so dell and sonia curry got divorced did you hear about this they're dating each other's they're each dating the people they're dating used to be married to each other oh damn so So fucking weird how that happened 
Dude, that's, that's actually not that uncommon. Like I've heard that there was a couple in Montreal, like theater that's comedy weird. scene, where they were like the two dudes were roommates. They both had girlfriends. They broke up with those girlfriends and swapped girlfriends. That's weird as shit. My uh, my my parents like, guaranteed my... the four of them had sex together at some point, but like absolutely same with the Curries. That's definitely happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. But, but my I'm like, parents it's might... so wild to be like, oh yeah, and they're all friends still. And I'm like, so you just were like, ah, you're not like girlfriend material. Let's. That's you're like. Swabby. Like no, my... nobody like moved out. Like they stayed roommates the whole time. Like I was like. My dad's younger brother married my mom's older sister. Your dad's younger brother. That's less my crazy, mom's though. Older sister. It's, yeah. This is a sibling swap age-wise, right? But no matter what, when I explain this to people, they're like, so you're your own uncle. Like, it's such math for some reason. They're like, no, not really. Oh, no. That's not what I'm saying. No. They're like, no. It's just like one couple got together and the family got close. Maybe. If you want to look at it that way, I'm like a fifth cousin to myself. Maybe for sure, yeah. But like, I, not definitely not uncle. You, you you know what is required to be an uncle. <laughs> Boston yeah. fans, I think, are the worst in all sports. I think, right? Bo- you can, Boston you can pretty fans, much pretty much line that Philly up. Fans, like, Philly I mean, fans, we're, Philly we're fans are like so egregiously shitty that like they come full circle into being like kind of like a, a vigilante hero. We do like, this, that's me. We like, do like that's this. like the Philly fan in me. Is you're like you're so insane and shitty that I can still like root for you in your insanity. Philly fans beat up old Pat Hickey and his car years ago in the playoffs. In the Did he have it coming though? Pat Hickey? <laughs> no, no, he's like the sweetest old dude. <laughs> Fuck, oh, Pat he Hickey. deserved it. That Hickey. He he that deserved fucking it. Hickey. Uh, I told, I told you about my all time like fa- like face turn momentary face turn of Philly hockey fans. Like, so Patrick Kane first came back after he had to deal with his uh, sexual assault allegations, uh, comes comes back, they're playing against Philly, and Philly, like, used their powers for good, and, like, the entire arena, like, was it Wells Fargo? Is it Wells Fargo in Philly? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Anyway, the entire entire arena, chance no means no when he's he's touching the puck, and I was like... Wow, Philly. Face turn. What a beautiful face turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's First it. of all, like, I mean, yes, that, you know, but also Cleveland did this to LeBron completely different, but it just rem- it reminds me of this one. When Miami, when Cleveland, Miami LeBron went back to Cleveland for the first time and they chanted Scottie Pippen at him. <laughs> and for like the first quarter, he struggled while they were chanting Scotty yeah. Pippen at him. That first quarter was rough, yeah. It was rough and it was fucking wild. Scotty Pippen! And like at one point, you're like, What's and this is like this is how LeBron became LeBron because he was like, Oh, yeah, fucking bet, let's go. And he fucking destroyed them, he dropped like 40 on them the rest of the yeah. game. But th- that yeah. that's one of the greatest trips of all time, it's calling him Scotty Pippen. I, fi- I find these it's not the place that makes the type of fan crazy, it's the sport. Like, if you watch a cricket fan, imagine going out in the blazing sun for four days watching your team and then they lose on a bad call imagine the insanity that ensues yeah. after that you've been baking there your family doesn't know where you are you're just watching the same game that's where our ignorance as north american sports fans come in like like when i say ours i mean me and keith primarily obviously but like 
we always we we don't take into account like even not just the fans how hard like how how hard the media is on athletes. I think like athletes today yeah. talk about in North America. Like, you hear basketball players all the time talk about how how shitty the media is. I'm like, bro, do you want to be like like European soccer? Like yeah. the media will like come to your house and be like, why do you suck? Like why do you European suck soccer, so bad? South American soccer, sir. Like you get like like the 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 not super top top leagues, but like the the competitive leagues of South America. That that's insanity. Where it's like, yeah, you're like you lost a game, you're not welcome in your home country anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't get to go home. This guy sucks. This guy's a bum. Yeah, exactly. You're like you t- call like try and get your wife and kids out of there because you're not allowed to come back. Like, so the Boston Celtics, hottest thing. The Boston Celtics not back to the finals. I can see it. You know, the Milwaukee should have beat them this year. And yeah. then people are going to get older on the team. And then there's no point guard. They have no point guard still. So. It's a big fluke. It was a big fluke. It was a big fluke. fluke. Was a big fugazi. Question number two. Uh, Chris, <laughs> so we we um, we had this question. And we modified it slightly, Chris. And I want to I want to float the, the modification. I wasn't consulted. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Um, so the original Who's, who's Whose call was this? Was this Corpers? Was this Inez? It was me and Inez. Walters? Me and Inez. Uh, oh, so I'm, I'm floating oh. it by you. This is the first time. So, because listen, we thought that we would get more interesting answers. So, the original question, Vivid, was who is yeah. the star of Sesame Street? That was okay. the original phrasing. The wording that I think is going to get us more interesting answers is who is your star of Sesame Street? Chris, you don't uh, like it? Be... You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't like the like edit? Because I was like, because here's my take. It, you know, you know it's not that I don't like the edit. It's just the edit. It's the edit you pre- you presented to me the night of. <laughs> I made my case for why no, no, the star, not what you think is your favorite. I want to know who the biggest. But here's was, my here's the thing, though, Chris. Break. Let's have Vivid. That's what we're gonna like. Vivid, you can think on this. Offline. Chris and sure, I yeah, will yeah, talk about it. it. Yeah, 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 and maybe yeah. it should be both. Because here's the thing: is I was like, I feel that as the star, you're limiting yourself. We're gonna get two or three answers. For 50 episodes. That's the whole point. I wanted to prove to you that it was Elmo. Vivith, your answer. Wow. Now See, that's what I was going to say. Like, when, you're, when we're talking about the star, people will tend towards Big Bird because he's big, yellow, and bright. But in reality, it's Elmo, right? That that was the toy. Right. It was the sales, right? You're betting you're young. You ask anyone but old, my... then like, then it's Kermit. Yeah. Kermit, like, if you're old enough, Kermit's kind of like the, the stalwart. He's around. He's like a fucking star. He's like, he's a, a, so we're including all Muppets here? Are we, we're doing all well, Muppets? Kermit's on yeah. Sesame Street. Kermit is on Sesame Street. Okay. Kermit is the, the he has bits on Sesame Street. Like he has bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's fair. You, you, we're, we're all finding out that I did not have as white a childhood as you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I personally loved Oscar the Grouch because that's the only person that I related to. I was like, this fucking trash ass city. I hate this place. You're so I think, sad. I'm also, like genuinely speaking, I think that there's a couple years where Oscar was the star. Also. Like, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, like there was like it, it was like listen, you're waiting for the Oscar stuff. Like if there was if there was this live studio audience, there'd be like pop for like him being like ah, just like popping yeah. up out of the crowd and stuff. Like he's in a trash can. The prop brought his own prop. That's amazing. You got to give it's it to pretty him. good. One of my weirdest like, and it's just like as you talked about Oscar, like one of the things that like blew my mind. Like it's always weird to see Muppets legs, but it was like even weirder that like Oscar was like just his legs popped out of the trash can and then he like walked around. Yeah. That is not, because that means it's the worst trash can of all time. Yeah. There's no bottom. He's just like, <laughs> he's just, just garbage. He's like leaking out around him. He's in a trash cylinder. He is the trash. That's yeah. what we're finding. He's become the trash. Yeah. So you got points. 
question uh, question number three. Uh, what piece of media has been the most formative in your life? Like, uh, I, like I guess books? Books, Anything. Movies, music. Books, uh, music, any piece of media. A specific you book? Or, or yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, specific book works, but it could be book. Book. So for the, like, the book that meant the most to me was probably uh, Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman. Which is, a, which is a recounting of the life stories of Dr. Richard Feynman, one of the people that uh, made the atom bomb and worked on quantum mechanics. Uh, I loved his stuff as a kid because he's a weirdo that played the bongos and was constantly trying to mess with waiters and hide their tips inside of things. He was just an eccentric person. And so that definitely swayed how I thought about the world around me. I gave you a serious answer. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, no, it's, no, it's good. It's, good, well, it's, good. Fine. It's, it's fascinating because you know it gives you a peek behind the curtain of the genius of Vivith, of Vivith there. But well, there like, it's just, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to look up on my end now. Like I want to. I'm inclined. Well, that's a good book. It's uh, it short yeah. and easy. There you go. It's, it's small. It's just a nice compilation of tales and like letters to his wife whenever she was dying. Like it's a very sweet recounting of a person's life and then to find out he did so much was like that's uh that's pretty it's, pretty, it's an yeah. amazing life so he's yeah. just like this like like cute little dude who ultimately was like one of the most like influential like science guys ever yes absolutely <laughs> exactly worked on the manhattan project was trying to decipher who was the rat inside of the manhattan project was like, really brilliant stuff yeah mm. Me meanwhile just being this chill dude who's like who i, I would party with that's great exactly I feel like that there's like some, I think something happens when like, especially like math and physics geniuses or whatever, where you're like, your brain yeah. is just working in such a different way that like, to say you're obvious, like, I can't say, I don't think you're going to be like necessarily like charming or whatever, but like, you're definitely quirky if your brain yeah. is like getting into this crazy advanced mathematics or advanced physics or whatever. You're like, your brain is not yeah. functioning the same way as us normal people <laughs> like, i studied math in school and so i definitely related to him a lot more the way he was like like one of the most interesting things in there was and it's like a it's a quick little question you can ask yourself and it's when you're counting numbers do you hear the numbers or see them go by on a ticker tape because uh. some people hear the numbers you just hear one two three but some people see visually the numbers go by on a ticker tape and the people that can see the numbers go by on a ticker tape can also read a book while counting Oh. It's such an interesting little like skill that's just based on such a simplistic thing that you would have never thought is actually different amongst people. And that's something he noticed because he's like, that's why can't I count and read? That's purely because of how the brain works too and how, how yeah. an individual's brain processes something. Exactly. That's crazy. Huh. I'm, yeah, trying, like, I'm trying to do it now. I'm like envisioning it. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. It's like it hurts my head. <laughs> I think, I mean, I was like, I was like, it's, I usually think visually. But it's not necessarily yeah. like a ticker tape. It's like more see, like, or a, like even if you just see them floating or just you see the yeah, numbers. Yeah, for me it's like more that. like, like if I'm is, counting, it's more like a screen. Like yeah, air. I'm definitely saying it to myself in my like I can feel yeah. it in my mouth almost. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. This, this might be this might come back around, kids. Um, mm -hmm. So we had the cast of the adoption uh, on, which you might know as Nikki Fournier, uh, Amanda McQueen, and Eve Parker Finley. Uh, yes. And they wanted to ask you, not knowing it was you, uh, oh. who was your childhood crush? Who was my childhood crush? Yeah. Wow. 
uh real person or celebrity is there is there a specific uh they did no no criteria they didn't say celebrity go, go celebrity because you know real person that could come back to bite you in the ass <laughs> I mean, if there's a cute story about it i think it'd be fine like see that see, that's the thing that's the worst because like because like obviously as a child i wasn't particularly like I, these aren't sexualized crushes right yeah it's just like no, exactly. affection for someone you look up to so it said that day it was genderless to me so i was like i was crazy about michael jackson which is the last thing you want to say as a child. Very, <laughs> the last thing you want to really say, right? He came but to like, my I, hometown I learned... and made a real big impression. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, this is getting <laughs> We're buddies now on a worse. personal level. No, as a kid, I did that. Uh, I got a rhinestone glove. I did the triple spin. I was learning the moonwalk. I absolutely loved that shit. <laughs> he was my everything. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how the glove worked, too. <laughs> Those rhinestones. Fucking rhinestones would get caught everywhere. Michael Jackson. So it was it was MJ. It was MJ. And then uh <laughs> well, there, I just had male crushes growing up, I guess that's what I find <laughs> It's healthy though, it's healthy. My, I mean fucking mine was Shakira. Yeah, that's mine's still always Shakira. And you can't believe that soccer player cheated on Shakira. What a weirdo. And but if I had to have a male crush, it would be Vladimir Guerrero. So Wow. Maybe Brandy, just because I used to see her with Kobe all the time, like that little oh, yeah. thing that yeah. I, mean, uh, I remember seeing that all the time. You're like, so Brandy could hang. Yeah, <laughs> if, if Kobe likes her, then fine. Like, yeah, exactly, that's, that's it. He's probably a good judge of character. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, of course, Kobe, Kobe being Bryant as everyone's, uh, you know, grinder influencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, uh, so we do a fun one here where we obviously ask the uh, the guests of this episode to ask uh, the, the remaining co-hosts and the next guest, more importantly, uh, a question without knowing who the next guest is. So what would be your question? Um, I got asked this by a friend recently, and it was pretty fun to hear. So um, make a team of any three living people for an unknown task. What's your team? Any three living wow. people. I think I yeah. know who asked this. I feel like I know who, who asked this question. For sure. It's a small community. For sure. You think. Could it be one of your co-stars on your show? Yes. 1,000%. There you Absolutely. go. Yeah. 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 And I, and well, I, he'd and be on my three. team. So Tyler Lemko yeah. would be <laughs> yeah, on my yeah. team. Yeah. For any uh, task. For any task, Tyler Lemko yeah. would be on my team. Yes. Nice. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Solid. And a fine answer. You know it's Shakira. You know it is. Don't even act like it's not Shakira. Yeah, but like you gotta. I don't want. I don't want to put Shakira in danger. <laughs> Wait, but I, I have like important like. I don't put Shakira in danger. I think. Are you the coach? Are you on the team? Or are you just you, giving you're them also the on the team? Oh, you're also you're on the team. So it's yeah, a four-person team, team. You plus. Yeah. So you're bringing yeah, what are you yeah, bringing so, to the table? So Tyler, Tyler, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and my uh, yeah, absolutely my mother. She's a problem solver. Oh, that's, that's so sweet. That's a good no, she's a problem you solver. Beat, you beat whoever is next. No, next like you're not beating me with my mom around. Like the rock, exactly. the rock's gonna fight for my mom's honor too. Like yeah, because like, you motivate her. Yeah, and then Tyler's gonna be there, and Tyler's gonna be like our grease man. He's gonna get us into places. <laughs> you know? He's known to be greasy. You should come see him at Pub Il Noir. July How about 25th, that? Extra greasy. All that's three of a us. Tyler a cool question too. Jesus. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, a super Tyler question. Like, yeah. <laughs> you'd just be hanging out there and you'd be like, hang on. <laughs> and, then just... 
I have something to say. All right, Keith, who's your team? I'm having a hard time. I'm like, like, there's like an obvious, like, I'm like, I feel like you should go billionaire, but yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, but which, but which one? Yeah, the rocks, rocks, super rich. But I was like, is he like billionaire rich? And then I was like, who's the least offensive, shitty one? <laughs> so I was like, doing. So I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe like Richard Branson. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about as fair as it can be. You know, yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't want to be on a team with like Bezos or Elon Musk or anything. Yeah, like. But then, but then you oh, get to leave shit, the on, maybe Gates, actually. Yeah. I might want to go Bill Gates for for billionaire uh for billionaire muscle. Who do you go for muscle? Ah, uh, I mean, I know it's kind of like another the rock, but I do find him like very fun. Uh like a Jason Momoa. Nice. Feel. Like he's very big. Yeah. <laughs> but he's maybe not as athletic though. Actually, no, you know, screw not. it. But no, but he's so nice. <laughs> Yo, my team's already destroying your team. It's mm. done. It's over. I don't, know about, that. I don't know about that. You're taking, you're taking mom- Bill Gates, Jason Momoa, who's your third? I'm working on it. I'm working on my third. Chris's mom is beating Bill Gates with his glasses right now. That's no, yeah, like my mom's taking Jason Momoa out of commission. She's just going to charm the pants off of him. That's true. But they're canceling out then. Yeah. yeah. And then I got fucking Tyler to take care of Bill Gates. Tyler's in his home from fucking drawing of some evangelical puppet that he made. And what's left is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And my and my mystery Trump. silhouette, who I'm gonna announce. In a who, second. who 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 who's who 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 is it? I'm trying to think of like who like a good like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is that Austin's music? I'm trying to think of like a good like all arounder. Like I was like I was like, I was like you need like you need money, you need like money, brains, brawn, and like a, and you need a an all around type. Chameleon. You said the name right there. You you said it in there. What? Brawn. Get LeBron James. That's everything. That's all of it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's a good one actually. The influence, the money, the power, the hair, not the hair. His own everything. tequila. He has tequila too, so you don't oh. he's got tequila too. Actually, all that blaze pizza. Come I on. might. <laughs> and so to cover all my bases, because I don't know what the task is, but to cover all my bases, maybe I go Alexander Ovechkin. Because what if they're like, "Hey, hey, Chris, your team needs to go to Russia." Oh, I'll get fucked. You're not getting in. <laughs> no. Yeah. Ovechkin's no, gonna right. open the door to that. Boom. Just gonna walk in. Uh, no, so see, see, see. Oh, what's mother, all the task is go to mother, Russia, Chris. How are you gonna mother, do it? My mother, we'll, she'll find a way. She'll find a way. My mother <laughs> constantly gets into places where she shouldn't be. So it's all. I don't think Russia is one of those places. <laughs> I'd like to see. You'd like to see Russia? You Good luck, Vladdy. Good luck containing this this fucking. <laughs> Chief, you know what I'm saying? Good luck, Vladimir Putin. You know, come get you want some? Come get some, Vladdy. That's so great. I want you to be the only guy in your block flying a Russian flag. I want you to be that guy because <laughs> that takes conviction. You know, that's not virtue signaling. He, he, lives, he lives in America and he'd be good with a lot of other things too. But if the task involves just, Russia, I just sit on my lawn on like, a, on like a, a lawn chair with a bottle of vodka. And like a carton of like imported Russian cigarettes for some reason. 
he's like uh, like Ovechkin's like Russian machine never breaks, man. Like there's a lot that he's bringing to the table and an open door to Russia should the task involve Russia. That's a big place. That's a lot of space to hide. You know, yeah, he wants to get to Russia. I don't. I just don't know what the task is. I'm trying to cover my bases. If it involves the Red Sea, we need to have Alex Ovechkin on line three. That's what I'm saying. Well, uh, who's your team? Uh, my perfect three-man team is, of course, Tyler Lemko, Sarag Millennium, and me, which you can see ah, at Of course it was. We were hoodwinked. We <laughs> were hoodwinked. <laughs> It's me again, goddammit, it's me again. Vivid. Vivid again! <laughs> go see uh, go, go see this great show, boys and girls and friends of all, be a wonderful time. Of all spaces. Proceeds this go is to a, a great time. Cause. Awesome. This is our, our kickoff of our JFL coverage that I'm, I'm figuring out the rest of it as we uh, as we as oh, we yeah, approach. Yeah. But there's uh, one, yeah, one, could, some one, no, one could say Mike Carosa was the kickoff to our JFL coverage. It's true. That was before you knew, though. I'm just saying. I'm like every uh, we, okay. No, well, we it, knew, but it wasn't announced was yet. At the end, yeah. five years yeah. ago, or like Dave yeah, Murray eight years ago. I don't know. Like that was a real kickoff. <laughs> a real kickoff to this year's JFL coverage was our JFL guests from last year. <laughs> We've never stopped doing JFL. Always preemptively strike. That's Always the way to go. Uh, long-term booking. Yeah. Uh, let's look the summer, bud. We'll, we'll see each other soon on shows. I'm sure. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you doing for it. My pleasure. Have a good one. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show, at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nine to five cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this um and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh, Walter J. Ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day Thank you. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.